0: truly is this thing for my benefit if it is should i just reject it just because it's for my benefit which is the psychology of a teenager mostly so when uh, something is of uh, a child's benefit you have to think is it truly in my benefit if it is then who stands to gain ultimately if you earn well in life if you lead good lives it's your profit and if you don't, it's your loss. Parents are not there to take to partake of your earnings or anything. They're actually saying it for your benefit. And they're thinking you are still young, a green bean, you can change, but they're already in that ripe stage of their life where they can't change. They cannot change, or it's harder for them to change. And they're dealing with a different degree, kind, type of stress altogether. So the child has to think, is it really for my benefit? If it is, then maybe I can do it. Secondly, even more importantly, Even if I don't want to do it and it doesn't make sense to me, can I do just this one thing for my parents' happiness? What's the big deal? Why do I have to do everything the way I want? If I'm living in a family, why can't I do something just because my parents are asking me to do? What's what's so hard about that? And learn to negotiate, that's the most important thing. Learn to say, look, it's very hard for me. I can't do this thing. But for you, you want me to, I will do this but can I get a discount elsewhere kind of thing, you know. So, but if you're gonna start shouting or start telling your parents off, they're not gonna like it. Nobody does. Because eventually, uh, children are there on parents' minds almost 24 by 7. And somewhere, they want that to be recognized from a child, from their children that, yes, you are doing a lot. How many parents, how many children, go up to their parents and actually appreciate what they are doing. It's always, you are not doing this, you are not doing that, look at other child, look at this child, look at this kid, look at that kid. Can you imagine how painful it is for a, for a parent to hear that? Because they are doing almost everything they can. And yet a child, mostly always thankless, ungrateful, saying, look, this is not good, that's not good, this phone is older model, I need a newer phone, I need a better car, I need a bigger bike, and I need this, I need that. Why? Is their fault that they, that they gave you birth? Is that their fault? Do you want to punish them for that? Have you ever gone to your parents and said, look, please tell me, how can I help you? Can I do the dishes in the kitchen? Can I mop the floor? Can I cook something for you? Tell me, you want marks? What will make you happy? Have you ever gone to your parents and asked this question? What would make you happy? You repeatedly tell them what would make you happy. I want a new, you know, I want to update my wardrobe or, or whatever that is. Constantly about your own desires and own desires and own desires and that becomes the way of life then. You grow up and you're more disturbed because you've always thought about your own desires and your parents worked you know, really hard to fulfill them, and you think the way to happiness is full, getting fulfilled, getting your desires fulfilled. As a child, I ask you, what are you doing for your parents? And what makes you think that you don't have a responsibility towards your parents? I think the moment you learn how to speak, the moment you can walk, and the moment you are able to think, you know, you are going to school on your own, your, your responsibility towards your parents also, begins at that moment. Whatever little that may be. Have you ever gone and ironed clothes, saying, look, I'll iron these clothes? Or have you ever helped them folding your, your clothes?
1: Why, why this expectation
0: that my parents have to do everything for me? Or that somehow it's their job? Who says? In which book is it written? At least I didn't write it. It's when, and I think it's something, uh, I wish children could somehow understand this, there was a subject in school that taught them this. We don't need chemistry, calculus and physics and maths and uh, all those uh, subjects. I don't need to know where limestone, in which mine and which sediment and all, that has no meaning to me. Our emphasis should be on contentment, happiness, moral education. In schools. So children know okay, when, when we have to go home, we also have a duty of care towards our parents. And uh, how many times do you touch your parents' feet and seek their blessings? Before I renounced, every time I was at home, like I left home when I was 18, but even when I would travel back, <clears throat> there was not a day I passed without touching my parents' feet in the morning and seeking their blessings. Whether I was leaving for work, or leaving for school, or leaving for college, that would be, just before stepping out of the house, the last thing I would do. You know, just seeking their blessings. It's the least you can do for your parents. And just because, you know, you can, generally one of the parents is softer than the other, father or mother, and they suffer the most. Because children will offload everything on, on that parent. And that parent is often the soft target. The other partner, when frustrated, will also offload everything on that person. So basically that person is paying the price of trying to be a good parent. That's, uh, <clears throat> those conflicts would always be there in one way or the other. Today you have it with your parent or parents, tomorrow you may have it with your teacher and then you may have it with your peers or boss at work, then you will get married, you will, might have it with your partner, and then one day you will be a parent as well, and the cycle will restart. Fine, they could not be ideal parents. But can you be the ideal child? Maybe that's, that's what you have to set for yourself. Fine, they are not, agreed. They are not doing 100 things right. What five things are you doing right? That would be my uh, question to, to children. Why have so many expectations? Why load yourself with those expectations and expect your parents to be available at your beck and call to fulfill your needs? This is not fair. This is not reasonable, this is not sustainable and this is not practical and this is definitely not ethical. Certainly not dharma. If you talk about dharma, Look how the children of the olden times were versus the children of the last maybe few decades. We are increasingly questioning our parents more and more. Everything they say, somehow we feel it's wrong. And the same person, the same thing an outsider says, it somehow makes more sense. When parents tell their children, study, spend two or three hours, they don't listen. When they come to me and say, spend 2-3 hours, they start listening. It's exactly the same instruction. Same piece of advice. But somehow when parents are saying, they say, And well, it's actually quite worse in uh, developing countries, in Eastern culture. Where there is enormous burden on parents to do everything for their children. It's not the same in the West. The state takes care of a lot of things, children have student loans by the time they graduate, they pay their own loans, you know, they don't expect their parents to do everything for them and why should they? Why should anybody? They gave you this life, brought you up to be at a stage where you can make your own decisions, now you're on your own, do something with your life, you know, do something meaningful, do something sensible, do something better uh, with your life, otherwise you will end up leading a life of uh, great dissatisfaction, I feel. I could be wrong, but I don't think I am, at least uh, not for the most part. And, uh, and I've simply told you the way I lived my life. I've simply told you the way I lived my own life with uh, my parents.